What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. If you get a chance, if you're not already uh, subscribed to our Tales from Tech Support channel, hop on over there. Did a little experimentation video today. Released it tonight, early this evening. And, uh, of course, this will go out tomorrow morning, so last night, technically. Anyway, and, uh, yeah, go ahead and check that out and let me know what you think. All right, let's do some Tales from the Front Desk. Pay cash at checkout and suddenly has issues with the room. So I'm working my 6 a.m. to 2.30 shift today, and at checkout, I get this family checking out. They booked a cash and points reservation, and at checkout, they wanted to pay cash. It's a pain in the butt, but when I tell the amount owed, they wanted to know the breakdown. I give it to them, and it's the balance of the room they didn't pay with points, an upgrade fee for the suite, and long-term parking since they're leaving their car with us while they fly out. Then they suddenly have bed bugs, and then they claim it's not bed bugs, but rat poop. They have a photo but won't let us zoom in or take a closer look and only wanted the upgrade fee back. They claim that the person who checked them in told them to come back in the morning and the manager in the morning would take care of it. Funny thing about that because the manager last night checked them in and they refused to have housekeeping go to the room to check things out they claimed wasn't clean. When we mentioned that they suddenly claimed that it was at 10pm and nobody from housekeeping was there. And when we told them we have housekeeping there until 11 p.m., they said that the person who checked them in didn't tell them that. Sounds to me like they were trying to scam a free upgrade. Sure, we could have knocked $50 off the room, but their behavior was quite odd. They also stated repeatedly that they were going to leave a bad review. Of course, our room's ops director will be responding to their review. They did pay in cash, but something was quite odd with the entire complaint. That, OP, is called buyer's remorse. <laughs> or they planned it out ahead of time and figured they could get away with it. They must have gotten away with it at some point before because that's why most people try it. You know, it's funny. It's not like they just want, you know, the room at a discounted rate. They wanted the upgraded room and they didn't have enough points and everything else. I don't even use my points until I've got enough for a free night's stay. And then I just do it across the board, free night's stay. If I'm staying two nights, okay, one's paid for and then I got to pay for the other one. Most hotels, not sure they'll let you do cash. Maybe. Oh, I guess when you check out, they can they can reverse the card and whatever. People are funny creatures, man. Night Auditor Prostitute. I'm pretty close with everyone at my hotel, and when stuff goes down, I always get to hear about it. I wasn't working this night, but I was told about how it went down. A security guard, we'll call him Joe, was working the night shift and was sitting with a night auditor. We'll call Night Auditor 1 Morgan. Morgan was supposed to be working with another night auditor. We'll call Night Auditor 2 Diana. Diana was MIA somewhere when the story begins. A few weeks ago, the security guard Joe had seen a man walk into the hotel through the front door late at night who didn't really seem to know where he was going. So Joe asked him, are you staying here? The guy said no, he was just stopping in to use the bathroom. A couple nights ago, the security guard saw this gentleman again. This time he was walking in from the back door. He came in and hit the button to the elevator and the security guard walked up to him and said, where are you going? The man said he had a friend staying in room 1010. The security guard was skeptical of this, so he said that his friend needed to come down and get him. So the gentleman just left the hotel. The security guard thought this was suspicious, so he said to the night auditor, Morgan, can you check who's in room 1010? She did, and she said, no one's in room 1010. A little time passes, and the security guard sees the man walking and about to come in the back doors again. But they make eye contact through the glass door, and the guy darts off to the side. <laughs> we have stairs that exit to the outside, and the man was walking towards the stairs. So the security guard walks out to the stairs and sees that the door has been left wide open. He comes back inside and goes to the elevator and rides it up to the 10th floor with plenty of time to stand there and see the man coming out from the stairwell. So the security guard says, what are you doing here? And the man says, my friend's in room 1010. 
Just then, another man comes out from the stairwell who also wants to go to room 1010. The security guard says, Alright, I'll knock on the door to verify with your friend. He knocks on the door and the door opens, but no one's there. The bathroom door is closed and locked. The room is torn apart. The security guard tells the men they have to leave. So they go back downstairs and the front desk Morgan calls management about what the security guard Joe told her was going on. Right then, Diana appears coming from the back door. She had been sitting in her car. She asked what was going on and they told her that someone was in the hotel room that they weren't checked into. She said something along the lines of, oh yeah, so the other night auditor George is in there. Night auditor 3, George wasn't working that night. So Joe and Morgan say, why is George in there? How does he have a key? And Diana says that she made it for him. Morgan says, does management know? I called them and they seem like they didn't, so they're on the way. Diana freaks out and starts cussing at Morgan and threatening to fight her. Diana's boyfriend comes from the back door while Diana's yelling and grabs her to hold her back so she won't fight. Morgan's like a foot taller and in her own words, twice the size of Diana, so she's just like, come at me, I'll fight you. But Diana's being held back by her boyfriend, so they never actually fight. Diana and her boyfriend end up leaving shortly after that to avoid management coming in. Management shows up and he's like, what's the room number? Management and Joe, the security guard, go to room 1010 and this time the bathroom is open and empty and management sees how bad the room looks. They take the stairs down. They walk all the way down to the bottom and see that the stairs door is unlocked. Security peeks his head out and sees George sitting on the side patio. He jumps back and management walks in front of him and says, George, you're fired. You are no longer allowed on the premises and you need to leave now. George just responded, what about my paycheck? <laughs> After all this went down, we learned that George and Diana had been working together doing this for a while. George was prostituting himself and giving Diana a cut for making keys and keeping quiet about it. Huh. <laughs> ah, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. So, first of all, I've seen night auditors who would allow people, friends and coworkers and things to stay in a room. I've even had some of them let their friends in to party in a room. But usually they made sure to like double sure to clean it up so that they didn't get fired or get anybody else in trouble. But uh, this is a new one for me. So George was selling himself, renting himself out, and giving Diana a cut so that she would make keys for him. Okay. And stay quiet, of course. And by the way, before anybody jumps on my butt about this, I know the new term is called sex worker, but the story had its thing title, you know. So lesson of the day, boys and girls, is if you're going to do this kind of stuff, you might want to be a little more discreet about it. Yeesh. That moment when a guest craps on the floor and then teaches you about cruise missiles. Crapping on the floor and cruise missiles. Name a more iconic duo. Guests are wild. It was an insane weekend in general, and this guy significantly enhanced the craziness. Must have been a full moon or something. So I come into work Saturday afternoon, and there's a car parked out in front of the entrance. Door cracked open, vomit on the sidewalk next to it, and nobody around. People are allowed to park there to check in and bring their luggage inside, but they have to move to an actual parking space afterwards. I went inside and no guests are around. I thought it was weird that someone would leave their door open like that, and I shot a confused look at my coworker who said, I'm not sure whose car that is, it's been there all night apparently. I didn't know what to do. Now this coworker is pretty new, so I don't blame her for not taking action. The night auditor should know better but he later told me this guy wouldn't pick up the phone. Well, it was sitting there before check-in time, so minimal harm was done. I asked her what room it belonged to, and she said the night auditor didn't say. Of course not. I told her to look through the registration cards to see if she could find a match for the make and model. She quickly found it and tried calling the room a few times, but no answer. My thoughts jumped to, oh crap, what if this guy's dead or something? I told her to go knock on his door. 
She did, and the only response was a muffled, Come in! Uh, can you please come to the door? Come in! Bruh, she asked me what to do, thinking it was inappropriate to walk into someone's room like that. I was busy helping a few guests and told her to grab a housekeeper as a witness before entering the room. I heard her shout, Okay, we're coming in! before opening the door. Then I heard the housekeeper exasperatedly say, Oh my god. Well, now I was curious about what the F was going on, but I was still busy. A few minutes later, she's back and I ask what happened. So, we went in and there was a large, pristine pile of human crap on the floor. This guy was laying on top of the sheets and blankets, bare-ass naked, just a small towel covering the family jewels. Wow, what the F? Is he drunk? No, but I have no idea what happened. I asked if he was okay and said we needed him to come out and move his car. He said he was just waiting for his shorts to dry, which he'd obviously rinsed off in the sink and then balled them up to sit them on the counter. The most effective way to dry clothes quickly? Balling them up while they're soaking wet. Obviously. He asked if she could hand them to him and what a saint, Lamau. She picked them up by the very edge of the hem and handed them to him before leaving to scrub a few layers of skin off her hands. Now it's like 3.30pm. Housekeeping is nearly finished. This guy hobbles out of his room, dressed, thankfully. Sits at the table in the lobby and joyfully says, Okay, you guys can clean my room now. <laughs> Cue the incredulous eye contact we all made with each other. My brother in Christ, you dropped a fat pile of logs on the floor, sat your bare naked bunghole on the bed, and you don't even feel the need to apologize? What the F? My coworker and a housekeeper, F and troopers, cleaned it before they left. This guy says he can move his car if someone takes his walker and meets him at the parking space so he can come back on his own. Okay, I'll do it. As he was getting into his car, he said, I used to use a wheelchair, but I wanted the freedom a walker gave me. I later lamented to the head housekeeper that it was probably because he could shake a turd out of his pant leg when using a walker, but he couldn't do that in a wheelchair. I know, I know. Going to hell for that one. This guy could barely do anything for himself. Scared the crap out of us, honestly. This man drove himself here, was all by himself, and he can't do most ADLs on his own? Bro, he was alert and oriented times three, though. And I later found out he was 63 years old, a veteran of the Navy, served for 23 years. He had some type of illness or disability stemming from that, but I didn't ask about it. Not my business. He could hardly stand up straight. I eventually got him a wheelchair after watching him almost fall. He suckered a few guests into helping him. A couple to unload his car, another to arrange some things in his room, another couple of guests to throw his laundry in the wash. I personally helped him with his two potted plants and his electric toothbrush charger. Yes, people do travel with their potted plants. It's super common. I set things up for him so he could have access to that stuff easily. Got him some supplies for his plant babies. He came out later to talk, and boy did he talk. This man did not stop talking. Ever. If a guest came in, he'd pause in our own conversation and strike up a conversation with a guest while I checked them in. Some were more receptive and kind, and some were trying to inch away and excuse themselves politely from the conversation. Lol. He wasn't rude or anything. On the contrary, he was very polite and considerate of my work. I equated it to that situation where an older person asks you a question in a grocery store and then ends up holding you up for 20 minutes while they talk to you. Objectively annoying, but that's typically the only human interaction that these people get in their lives. They try to make the best of it when they get the chance. So I let him talk to me between guests. He showed me pictures of him when he was younger. Talked about his past, his career in the Navy, his family, most of which had passed on, with the exception of a cousin in another state. I attempted to be compassionate and interested in everything he was telling me, even though my head hurt like a bee, and all I wanted to do was take my pills and drink my tea in the dark. Eventually, he started in on teaching me all about cruise missile technology and how it works. I was feeling a bit better and listened closely. A friend came in later that night to bring me food and coffee after hearing I was having a rough night. 
Poop guy later asked me if we were lesbians. He said, it's okay if you are, I'm cool with that. Nope, just friends. He finally said goodnight to me and went to bed. Phew. He came to the desk the next night when I was working and wanted to continue our previous conversation. He started with, now where were we? <laughs> I confidently said, you were just starting to talk about the WSN5 accelerometer controlled gyro stabilized platform system. And let me just tell you guys, this man was shocked. His eyes got wide and he was just absolutely beaming and said, you remembered, while smiling really big. Totally made my night. What ensued were two hours straight of him explaining this thing and teaching me how to calculate and program navigational telemetry into a cruise missile. He had paper with him. He was writing down formulas and equations, drawing diagrams as he explained. At one point, he pulled out a calculator. <laughs> it was crazy. I tried to look actively interested, but around the one hour mark, I was desperately hoping one of the housekeepers would call the desk phone and get me out of that situation. No such luck, apparently. He ended the discussion around the two hour mark, went back to his room for a while. I recommended a good pizza place and he had some pizza delivered for himself. He later tipped me $40 and said, I take care of people who take care of me. That was nice. I love my job. It's fun and exasperating, fulfilling and stressful in equal measures. Sometimes I think I hate my job, but I like helping people. I actually don't think I hate my job. I think I just hate some people I have to deal with in my job. There are a-holes everywhere you go. Hopefully this guy feels he was heard and valued. Hopefully he doesn't shit on the floor ever again. So if anybody needs me, I'll just be over here programming all those cruise missiles I have laying around. <laughs> Holy crap, what an epic story. I thought for sure this guy was going to be a jackass, but he turned out to be a nice guy. I actually have a friend like that. I don't think he watches my channel, but if he does, hey buddy. He tends to talk a lot like that too. He he can start a conversation. We'd be talking at the shop, you know, waiting on customers and stuff like that. And he would stop a story dead in its tracks when a customer would come up. As soon as the customer leaves, he'd start his sentence like he never stopped. Like he knew exactly what word he stopped on and picked it up without even skipping a beat. And it's the same thing, you know, tales from his life, his military time, his, you know, we met at the school where I worked. Uh, he was a substitute teacher and I was a instructional assistant for special ed. And, uh, you know, we got along well. We were both kind of mechanically inclined. He was an engineer by trade. So everything was very technical to him. You know, I, I'm a carpenter. I don't deal in thousandths of an inch most of the time. So, you know, it was a little tough for me to take on some of these conversations. But, you know, nice guy, good friend. And, uh, yeah, I really need to call him. All right, guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. If you would enjoyed these stories, you know what to do. And until the next one, we'll see you.